patience, it, waiting for what you want. And maybe the waiting is you're sitting at a stoplight and it's red. And you're, just, you're yelling at the guys parked in front of you because they won't get out of the way. Or even better, driving down 27 towards Lancaster, you know, and you, you just got to get there, you got to get there, and this, you're doing, you know, well, you're driving the normal speed for 27. <laughs> what speed is that? And then you come up behind some guy who's driving the speed limit. And it's like, no, 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 do this to me. So we have little things that we choose to want a lot, and we don't have enough patience to wait for them. We have big things that we want. Big things like graduating from college. Big things like, when I graduated from, it took me 25 years to finish college, by the way, so sometimes it's a little bit longer than normal. Um, but I finished. <laughs> I finished. And I, we knew then that I, we wanted to come to Kentucky to go to seminary, and we, we toured it toured, actually we drove around the country and, and checked out the seminary a year after I graduated. It was going to be two more years before we could come here. And that was very hard on me. Um, I was all ready. My kids weren't ready. It wasn't the right time for the family. So I had to learn to be patient. I had to um, actually, he had a great job teaching middle school. Um, unfortunately, it was for a Christian school, so we went into debt because the pay scale was a little lower than even public schools. Um, and no retirement this side of, this side of heaven. But we, we did eventually come here, and, and things here, we thought we knew what we were getting into. We were so sure of what was going to happen that we sold our house to friends with an option in the contract, the option to buy the house back in four years. And we'd loaned them the down payment. I mean, that's, that wasn't, we were just sure that I was going to come here, finish school in four years with an MDiv, go back to Seattle and, you know, get our house back, which was a really neat house that, um, At the end of the four years, I talked to the owner, and they cashed us out because <clears throat> God had a different plan. And we ended up staying here, um, which I'm really glad of, because lots of things happened that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't stayed here. But uh, the path that I thought we were on wasn't quite the path that God had us on. And, Sometimes you, you, you're, you're, you're working towards a goal and you're doing all the steps that you're supposed to be doing to reach that goal and then you find out that's not the goal that God had for you. And part of being patient is understanding that sometimes the road isn't straight and you have to take the occasional left or right turn, but as long as you know or that you're in God's hands and you are where he wants you to be, you can do that. So patience in a lot of ways is very related to contentment. Knowing that 
regardless of what's going on, and regardless of what the end result would be, you're good with being where you are. If somebody had told me 20 years ago that I would be the director of the food pantry, I, I'd have laughed at him. It's like, I'm go we're going home, you know? I mean, so we can continue going to Mariner games and see the Seahawks a couple times a year and all these other wonderful things. And I actually had a job offer when I graduated from seminary and we had to choose, are we gonna stay here so I can work on a PhD or are we gonna go back home? And uh, we prayed about it and um, we weren't gonna go into debt for, for further schooling. And the day before I had to send in all the paperwork to this church out in Washington, um, the senior pastor at the church we were attending sat down and said, how would you like to do our children's ministry? He said, how much money do you need? So I, I gave him a figure and sure, we did it. And that's the short reason why we're here. The longer reason is we had kids we needed to impact. We were able to adopt two boys. We did foster care here for 14, 15 years. Um, we still work on training foster parents, which is a good thing most of the time. <clears throat> the paperwork's not much fun. And the annual retreat is really, really not good, but that's, that's part of being content. So, you know, I have to be patient knowing that it's not a destination, it's a journey, and the destination isn't always what you think it's going to be. So I have a son who really taught me that the journey was more important than the end result. Um, and he did that one day as we explored both sides of the Dix River on the way up and on the way back. And I'm not gonna tell you who that person was, but <laughs> those of you who know my children know exactly who I'm talking about. So we all have things we wait for. And our, our Bible story today is, is about a woman who, Old Testament, she wanted a baby. She wanted a child because in Old Testament times, if you didn't have, if you were married and didn't have children, there was something wrong with you, and I don't mean physically wrong. God blesses people, and one of the ways they bless married couples is that he gives them children. So if, you're not, if you don't have a child and you've been married for several years, you must have some terrible sin in your life that nobody knows about, or he's forgotten all about you, and, which is one of the accusations that, that was made to her. Anyway, this, this woman was named Hannah, and she was married to a, a gentleman named Elkanah. She was actually, he had two wives. I believe that Hannah was the older wife um, because the other wife would tease her and give her a hard time. The younger wife had two children. So the teasing probably wouldn't have happened as intensely if Hannah was the second wife because there is you know, an order of things and so she would have been the primary wife but she didn't do what she was supposed to do by having children. So. She was being teased particularly 
um, when they made their yearly pilgrimage to Shiloh. So in Jewish law in the Old Testament, families were required to go to Shiloh where the tent of meeting was. The, the tabernacle that had been built when, with Moses and on, the, on the trip through the desert. And every year, every family was supposed to go there and offer sacrifices. And so Elkanah took his wives and his children there and they would you know, give a sacrifice of a lamb or, or uh, ox or whatever they were doing that year. And then after the animal was sacrificed, God got part of it, but the rest of the animal was actually the people ate. So Elkanah was giving pieces, you know, choice pieces of meat of the sacrifice to um, Hannah got one piece. And the other wife got several pieces to share herself and her children. So there was this physical, everybody knew that Hannah was... What, there was something wrong going on in Hannah's life because her husband even didn't bless her. And her husband said, you know, why worry about having children? Aren't I enough for you? Is that not a guy thing to say? <laughs> and, you know, it, the answer was no, he wasn't quite enough. So, they go there one year, and Hannah gets all upset. They're, they're sitting down at the table, and, and Hannah gets all upset, and she goes back to the tabernacle by herself, and she's praying. And she's praying, she's praying silently, but moving her lips. Um, and the priest, Eli, saw her and said, you know, what are you, drunk? You know, take your wine and go away from here, because the situation in Israel at that time, they were not exactly following God as well as they might have been. And she said to him, I'm not drunk, I'm praying. And his total response to that was, um, well, actually she was praying and she, she actually made a vow to God and she said, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, sorry girls, but the sons were unfortunately more important to them, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. So basically, she was telling God that if she just had a son, she didn't need to raise him. She, did, she didn't have to worry about him taking care of her in her old age. He, she was going to give her son, dedicate her son's life back to God. And so after, after Eli had made his accusation, and then when she, he found out she was praying, he said to her, in that case, Go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. He didn't ask what she was praying about. That didn't matter to him. The fact that he, she was there begging God for something that was important to her was enough for him to say, be blessed and may God grant you what you've asked for. And Hannah believed him and she went back to the table and she ate and... You, after a couple of days, the families went home, and time passed, and life happened, and at some point, before they went back to Shiloh, um, Hannah became pregnant, and she had a child, she had a boy, and she named him Samuel, which means asked of God, so she had asked God for this child, he had 
responded and given her the child, and she reaffirmed that to everybody by naming him Samuel. Um, so the next couple years, she didn't go on the trip because the baby was too small, and she was feeding him, and so she, you know, take it, the whole family, she told her husband, and go and, and do, and I'll just wait. Um, and then after, after Samuel was weaned, he was, so he, he was eating re real food, he didn't need um, breast milk. Yeah, she, she's, the next time was his time, and she went there, and she found Eli and said, do you remember me? I'm the woman who was praying three or four years ago. Um, and she's, I told him, you know, I asked the Lord for a child, for a son, and promised to dedicate the son to, to him, and here he is. So she basically, this son that she was so desperate for, who was three, four, maybe five years old at best, she gave back into the care of the priest. She didn't desert him totally, but she kept her half, not of the bargain, but she had, she had made a promise to God, and she kept her promise. But that whole time that she had been, you know, it was actually a very, fairly short time between her prayer and the son being born, but she had gone so many years, and we don't know how many years exactly, but it was several years hoping desperately for a son um, and was scared and, and was not, she, she was not content. She wanted that child. So every year, Hannah and, and Elkanah would go back to do their stuff. She would, always, she would make clothing for him and bring it to him. Um, and over time, God blessed her with other sons and, and daughters because he's a faithful God and she was a faithful child of God. Um, so she didn't achieve the ability to be patient. She didn't achieve contentment until she had prayed and asked God for the blessing, and then left believing that he would answer her prayer the way she wanted her prayer answered. So she learned to be patient. Some people seem to be patient from the day they're born. Other people are like me, and I'm still learning um, to be patient, but it will happen. I know God has blessed us, answered prayers, you know, that we have, have had for a multitude of things, often not when we wanted them, or often he's answered prayers in ways that we weren't expecting to, and didn't ask for, but it turned out to be better. So you know, the bottom line of the whole thing is, you know, when you think you can't wait for what it is you want, talk to God. Talk to God and then let it go. You still want it, but you don't have to fret over it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to spend all your thinking about it. Give it to God and let him answer your prayer the way he is going to answer it. Whether 
it is what you want it or not. He will answer your prayers. He answers every prayer. Sometimes he answers no, sometimes he answers yes, sometimes he answers, well, kind of, but this is what is a better path for you. He loves us more than you can possibly imagine. Um, and we won't get into Talk to God, and then be prepared to listen to what he has to say. Because like I say, he will answer. Sometimes he answers prayers through other people, sometimes through provision. Um, it all depends on him. So your patience will always be rewarded. If nothing else, your patience will be rewarded by you're, you're, you're being able to accept what the future and whatever the event is. Now, um, I rarely pray when I'm sitting at a red light. Um, sometimes I pray that the light doesn't turn red before I get to it. <laughs> but, you know, and I try not to yell at other drivers. Um, but I'm, you know, the food pantry. We all have our, our tasks. I'm not patient enough to take the clients through the store. It drives me crazy when I, we're wheeling the little buggies around and we've got four possibilities for cans of vegetables and they can have three and it takes them forever. It's probably all of five seconds to figure out which three cans, but it just, so I've learned there, there are things I can't do well. In a, in a pinch I can, but that's the kind of patience that I don't have. The long term, who knows? My whole, the whole thing I'm trying to say is give it to God and accept his answer and be, be happy with what he's given you. Um, like Max has said, my life has taken all kinds of crazy twists and turns and I have been places and done things I never would have thought I was gonna do. Um, but we're here and I can't imagine being anywhere else and I know we are where we're supposed to be living and I know I'm right where I should be working. Um, anyway, that's, that's, I'm not good at closing, Max, so save me. <laughs> You don't need saving, but while our musicians come up, will you Thank pray you. with us? Thank you. Father, we hate waiting, and when we're waiting, we think that you've abandoned us. We think that you're not for us, and it's so hard for us to trust you. Give us the faith of Hannah. Help us to see the way Paul and Janice have seen that you're trustworthy, and you're with us every step of the way. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.